My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. Hi guys, just a quick heads up that this week's episode will include some mention of suicide. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secrets Fan Club. My name is Nina Gilligan and Uh, she is... I'm Naomi Cooper and you're very welcome to this safe space for your shame and guilt around your enjoyment of all things Bravo. Ah, this Christmas pudding of shame. Feeling (laughs) Christmassy. Feeling Christmassy, yeah. Have you got any jobs done? Jobs? God no. God no. Are you not? Are you not Santa in your house? I feel. Well, like I've got I'm, a tree. I've got the tree. I up. saw your tree. I saw that you sitting in front of your tree, and it was all done. And you gave me a little bit of guilt and shame, Naomi. <laughs> I didn't bring the tree home. My boyfriend did. Do your boyfriend did it? Did you he decorate it, it all the way home? I decorated. Yeah. Because I feel that women, the housewives of the world, are Santa, aren't they? We're very much responsible for Christmas. Yeah, that's true, actually. I, the I do all and the, the, and the presents and present stuff, shopping. Yeah. I did hand my husband a little list. Like, he was just randomly going out to the shop, and then I wrote a passive-aggressive list that also said, write Christmas cards, buy meat, order meat. <laughs> the list just kept getting longer. Because <laughs> I was feeling like, I feel like my list is far too long this week. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Pass, pass that. Kick that stuff down the line. That's I know. Fair. My my tree's still not decorated. You'll get there. I will get there. But it's stop okay. racing ahead with your. I just had to get out of bed. I've had COVID all week. I know. And I was excited to get out of bed and do something. You do um, look amazing, though. Thanks. <laughs> I have to say, I'm looking at her, and she looks absolutely gorgeous. I do think, though, there's something about being pale that makes you look um, amazing on camera. Like, I think that's quite possible, actually. There's a kind of translucence. <laughs> there's something about having um, iron deficiency that makes people look good on camera. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm anemic. Yeah, lady, <laughs> lady alabaster over here, glowing away. <laughs> she does. She looks absolutely fabulous. So, I have some questions for you before we start. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, it's this or that question. Okay. I'm just trying to find out a bit more about you. So That's I, fair. Okay, I like that. So I thought I'd set you some questions. So I've got a few written down. So, Naomi, denim or leather? Denim or leather? Ooh. It's got to be denim. I would never wear leather tra- leather trousers. It's too, never? It's too Kyle circa season four. You... I don't know whether we can carry on with this friendship because my trademark is not leather, but pleather. Well, that's okay. That's a different <laughs> kettle of fish. Do you like a plastic leather trouser? I'm all right with a plastic leather, yeah. No, I can't. It's, it's, I, you can't take my jeans away from me. Okay, that's I need fair. my I need my jeans. I live in my jeans, so I, it would have to be would denim. Would you go double denim? 
I have gone double denim before the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Nice. No shame in my game. <laughs> nice. Okay. They're going to get a bit more personal. Um, okay. Chocolate or sex? That's that's quite easy for me, sex. If you had said potatoes or sex, <laughs> I would be scratching my head. I'm so with you. My Irish heritage. Yeah, I just, the, if a big bowl of mashed potatoes or, you know, naked George Clooney, it's the, it's the Mary Piper every time. Nice. Sorry, it okay. just is. Um, let's go for another one. So let's go with um i can't think where did i write this down now oh yeah kyle or sutton sutton oh <gasps> that was quick wasn't it that was you were surprised that was quick sutton all the way sutton all the way and do you know why so I was really poorly in bed this week and i was too poorly to do anything i couldn't even watch the latest episodes because they need my full attention because this podcast is is a job and I take it very seriously. Yes, it so is. So I was re-watching season two of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Kyle is so mean. She's right. such a bully okay. to Brandy. So you went through the back episodes. Yeah, and then I watched these episodes and I was like, no, you're still in there. Now, you're you know, still a mean girl. I've, I've brought you down that track for a very specific reasons because out there in the Bravoverse and on Twitter, the mm. polls are going wild. We've had some split opinions, haven't we? Yeah. We've had some split opinions. Shout out to my friend Sarah, who kind of lost it a little bit. and <laughs> Which we all enjoyed, by the way. Which Thank we all enjoyed, by, by the way. It was great. We always say this is a safe space. This is a safe this space. This is the place for you to lose and it over the Real Housewives. We very much were batting for Sutton here on this podcast unashamedly we had got behind Sutton who we felt together that you know that the mean girls at that party had ganged up on her yeah yeah and then as the week went on it was unfolding like some sort of race for the American presidency <laughs> opinion was heating up by the way both of them would be better than trump so yeah. it's not that out of you know. oh, oh my god it was hot out there opinion was so divided i felt like you know as this podcast we should very much have our finger on the pulse but it was hugely divided so i came to this episode with my mind wide open to, to try and and back yes. for Kyle. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna it's like an old school high school debate team thing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna take Sutton. You're gonna take Kyle. I'm, I'm gonna so try up take, for this. I'm trying. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna destroy and, you. <laughs> I'm gonna try and bat for Kyle. Um, I don't know how well. By the way, I'm, I'm not do. crazy pro Sutton. I just think Kyle's a mean girl who's never been unmasked fully. Right. That's you, my issue. And, you and I feel like I'm a fan of anybody who takes her to task and, you know, Garcelle's done it before as well. I'm going to say that through watching this week's episode, I'm wondering if the editing isn't isn't really on Kyle's side. They're, do you think they're giving her a bit of a villain edit this season? I think there's possibly a little bit of that going on. I am going to try and fight her corner. I am going to be her agent. I'm going to see what happens. 
Well, better you than me. Do you know what I think? I think Rinna's gone and now Kyle mm-hmm. is a bit exposed as the puppet master. Yeah. She doesn't have Kyle and she used to have Rinna and Erica doing all the troublemaking and she'd be on the outskirts pretending to be horrified. And now Rinna's gone. She's kind of like, oh, I've got to do it myself. Well, let's see. The lines have been drawn. The battle lines, they're here. Okay. It's in the sand. Let's go. Let's start okay. this episode. Let's get into it. Faye Rasnick, the morally corrupt Faye Rasnick. She was there I, in I, the I wasn't in the mood for her. I will preface, I will preface my entire interjections on this podcast this week by saying that I did have COVID and I was in a foul mood for most of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So certain things happened this week that perhaps I didn't have the most rational reaction to. Were you as drugged up as that table though? I was a little off my tits on codeine and I when Faye Resnick appeared and at some point she said something like well I don't really think that's like backing up Kyle and I was literally like Oh, Faye. Sorry, Jacob. Can you can you bleep that out, please, Jacob? But I honestly, I surprised myself by the venom of my own reaction. Like I was very cross with Faye Resnick, and I she just, didn't really do much either. I was as buzzing as um, Denise Richards off that THC. Oh, well, no, allegedly, no, you weren't. No one on this earth has ever been buzzing like Denise Richards was buzzing at that table. Oh my god. I loved the opening frame of the whole episode with Dorit's face was absolutely priceless. Gorgeous, you know, when they yeah. were in the awkward moment and they just they just zoomed in on Dorit's face, who looked like guppy fish at feeding time. Yeah. With her mouth wide open. Yeah. And then they tried to move off the subject of uh, Kyle's, what do you want me to tell you? I'm depressed. I can't cope. Kyle was having her... A, a come to Jesus moment with what, what more do you want for me? I'm, I'm a wrung out fish here. What more do you want me to tell you? My, my marriage is awful. I'm depressed. This is the only way I can keep control is by, is by exercising too much and not eating. That's basically what she was saying, wasn't she? Yeah. And what more do you want me to say? And, um, in a very self-possessed way, your side of the fence went, okay, <laughs> that's fine. You can have that. And then everybody just went awkward, didn't they? Mm-hmm. There yeah. was there was just a moment. And then the tension was broken by Denise, God love her, who then wanted to take on... Erica. Erica. And they did, they did something really, oh, it was so good. We've waited for Denise's, you know, vindication. And I got very annoyed though, because um, Denise started taking on Erica and then they brought out the the first course or whatever. And they put a caption up saying chicken with truffle mousseline and pressed spinach. And I'm like, I don't, I, I could give a shit. Denise Richards is about to take on Erica Girardi. Yeah. Don't try and distract me with Mussolini and spinach. Also, you know. Know your priorities. Nobody cares. Again, for the constabulary, this is just a made-up fictional story. I've eaten, you know, I, you don't need that level of um, c- cuisine when you're. Getting high. Getting high. 
they basically give me, needed Cheetos. Just yeah, give me a bag of Cheetos or some Monster yeah. Munch, and it would easily yeah. have tasted as good as a terrine, or just a loaf of dry bread. I'll make my way through the centre of it with my fist. Is the re <laughs> pulling out the centre of a Warburton's with her mouth open, like she's dipping eating popcorn, it in, <laughs> dipping it in mayonnaise? Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I so kind of got a bit bothered how they kept saying to Denise, what moment, what moment, what moment, what moment. I was screaming at the telly. The bit where you outed her lesbian affair. That yes, bit. That Don't moment. make her say it again. You yeah. know what bit. Don't make yeah. her say it. Like and We uh, all know what bit she's talking about. Yeah, yeah. We all know what bit she's talking about. And also, it was like, but was do you think Denise in that moment could actually articulate which bit she was talking about? No, I think Denise had like forgot. You know when you have like a three year old and they have a tantrum, yeah, and then you finally calm them down and say, "What's what's wrong? Why were you upset?" And they kind of go, "Um," because <laughs> they've forgotten. <laughs> that was basically what was when... happening to Denise. She was like, "I know I'm angry. I'm not sure why. It'll come to me. <laughs> Wait Denise, there. If know. actually, if you could tell me why I'm angry, that would be really helpful." Denise, you don't know, because I don't. I was hoping you knew. <laughs> Whether it was New York or New Year, and I've definitely been in that situation. <laughs> God bless her. Like, please tell me that you know what it is, because I, I know I'm angry, but I don't know how or why. <laughs> you know. You know. Oh, you know. You better know, because I don't. It's <laughs> 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 amazing. Uh, really Kyle, um, Kyle was still, I felt... She wanted to have this dinner. And again, I'm trying to advocate for Kyle because she had uh, Avengers assembled because she wanted this to be the last of it. Oh, God. Anne-Marie as well. Oh, Faye Resnick I and Anne-Marie. They might as well have been dressed as soldiers clicking their heels and saluting behind her. Yeah, definitely. There's they a bit where this... she goes like, if my friend was doing that, I wouldn't think it was very, that was the way to go about it. And Anne-Marie goes, exactly. And I was literally like, shut up, Anne-Marie, nobody cares. I don't like Anne-Marie. Like, Who I even want are to, you? I, I want to like Anne-Marie. I really want to like Anne-Marie. But we had we had a prey. Like, let's, let's wait till we get to that because the funniest. But she has made a rookie New Housewives error, which is coming in on a side. Yeah. They're yeah. always introduced by as a friend of one housewife, which yeah. we all know is bollocks but they that's how they come in mm -hmm. and they're supposed to sit and observe like one of us and then mm -hmm. be affected and choose their allegiances you know yeah and she she's come in that. as kyle's sidekick and no one's gonna like that fans don't like that no and Look i at me, i'm so cocky today <laughs> you are so cocky oh my god post covid i don't know what you've you, you, I'm, I'm having a glass of wine, system. that's what it is. Yeah, my immune system is empowered. I, I put makeup on today for the first time in a week. Anything can happen. I just feel like the world is my oyster. <laughs> I just feel like, if anything, I feel beleaguered. Like I, I'm the beleaguered soldier trying to defend Kyle. Am I trying to defend the yeah, indefensible? So Kyle, I felt the agenda was, okay, let's try and look at it from the other side of point of view. She was trying to make sure that this dinner party was the end of it. She's like, let's just get it out in the open, say what you have to say, and this let this dinner party be the end of the narrative about my marriage so we can move on. What is it you want to say? Let's have it done. So then it was taken beautifully offside by uh, the wonderful Denise. Th 
I have never laughed so much at a Housewives episode as when Denise <laughs> took them yeah. through the through the square window when they yeah. went to the little bar area. Yeah. And Denise was going, she's just a fucking idiot. She's just yeah. a fucking She's fucking this, fucking that, fucking idiot. Fucking idiot, fucking this. I'm Denise fucking Richards. I counted 30 fucks. Oh, were you counting? Well done. I was trying to. I can't count while I I can't count while I fuck because I get distracted. (laughs) (laughs) No way. In all scenarios. <laughs> um, and then the first bit I've ever seen was when, like, oh, no, I can't get there yet. I want to talk about it, but it's too soon. So that <laughs> happened. And then she went outside and they came back in. I think Kyle had gone outside and she came back in. And Dorit, you pot-stirring little madam, mm. she said, Kyle she off said again. you were in denial. <laughs> she said you were in denial. Stood back, watched her absolutely kick off because Kyle at this point didn't feel that she'd sufficiently met the agenda of the evening, which, which was to have it all Burying finished, it all. Yeah. bury it all. So she flew at But Sutton. wasn't Sutton's reaction great? Yeah, I did say you're in denial. I think you are. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, mic drop. (laughs) I know. I can't believe you said that. Well, I did say it and I think you are. And then we got into the tiny esophagus. Now, can we just, can we just. Okay. (laughs) Was the tiny esophagus actually said? Did that get said or did she just say she had an esophagus problem? I think it's been said off camera from what we can. She said later in a scene with Anne-Marie Kyle, that it was a tiny esophagus. That I felt that it. had been spun into something else. I don't feel like tiny yeah. esophagus was ever said in that no. moment. Also, I think she said she had I an will esophagus say, problem. My my mother had an esophagus problem, and it does genuinely give you problems yeah. with swallowing. Yeah, and if you have ever eaten a regular bite of or a small bite of a sandwich and nearly choked to death, you will get a bit phobic about what you eat and how you eat. I have an esophagus issue because I get migraine and just before I get a migraine, but my esophagus is not um, too much information for those of you that are listening, but my esophagus isn't in time with my swallowing. So I just choke. Right. And that's not funny, right? That's scary. It's not funny, Naomi. It's not hilarious, even though my family pissed themselves. (laughs) Oh, obviously, if I was opposite you while this was happening, I'd have a good old chuckle. Yeah. But because I would British. bang you on the back first. Yes, because we're <laughs> like a British. a good friend. And anyone dying in front of you is fucking and hilarious. It, yeah, it's, it warms the soul. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, trick. but she'd obviously confided this in this, in Carl to this, about this. Yeah. I can't say the sentences. Um, and Kyle's just like throwing that out, throwing yep. out that you don't eat, throwing out you've had too much to drink, throwing out this. Like, Kyle is mean. Kyle... I don't think Sutton's perhaps been 100% fair to Kyle. I will say that. I think she is baiting her and I think she is goading her. I think that's partly because Kyle has spent 
however many, over a decade on this show, mm-hmm. baiting and goading people into being honest, be honest, share everything. We're on the show. You have to share everything. Be honest. I also think that when it happens back to Kyle, she goes low really quick. Oh, she went super low. She will bring up an, an eating disorder. She will bring up a medical condition. She will bring up drinking issues. She and will bring up anything. What she did bring up, and that's where Sutton, and I'm batting for the wrong team again, is mm-hmm. Sutton brought, you know, was very open about the Kathy situation, wasn't she? Yes. Now Sutton crossed a line saying that you've already lost two sisters. See, we're on the wrong teams again. Well, no, I think we're just both very fair. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I do understand that, like, everything Sutton's saying, Kyle's not receiving it. She's batting it all back and batting it all back. And Sutton's trying to say, this is what you do. This is how you lose people because you just bat things back and you don't take any accountability and you're not honest. And but she, th- she, But she should never have said that. That was a mean thing to say. No, she shouldn't have said that. It was a mean thing to say. She did go too low. But what she also did quite well, and again, I'm not being a Sutton apologist, kind of am. I am. <laughs> you definitely are. What she did do very well was she said, yep, I'm go-, and she said, but what about you? What about you with the whole Kathy thing where you, you fell out with Kathy and you've been very quiet about that? She did hold her hands up and she did say, I have been very quiet about this and this is what happened with Kathy. We had an argument. This is what happened. I'm now going to share it with the group and she shared it. Yeah. She didn't deflect. She didn't bounce back and she didn't go low. She went, that's a fair point, Carl. Let me explain that. And she did it. And then we had Erica away in the confessional explaining that that Kathy really does hold the power of she is top socialite yeah. in those old hills. And we know how much that matters to Sutton. Yeah. On a side note, can I say how much I enjoyed Erica in this episode? Oh, she was great. She was so, like, it didn't feel posy calm either. It just felt like she was a bit more relaxed. It didn't feel like she was I think sitting it might there have been like the dragging. Like, maybe it was, Yeah. But, like, she was very good with Denise, I think. She very much sort of let that wash over her. And then I really enjoyed her when they were fighting. But she said, I don't care if you were standing on your head. And Sutton said, well, we all know I can't stand on my head. Yeah, that was funny. And Erica's enjoyment of that was just, she was one of us in yeah, that moment. she was. You know? And I think for Erica, because last series she was fighting so hard not yeah. to be the main focus of the season. She's yeah. just having an absolute ball. She's but not- I also think that she was doing the, the Rinna heavy lifting. You know? In what sense? She, I think she was having to follow Rinna's lead. Rinna would instigate things. Yeah, Erica yeah, would okay. have to back her up. Erica would have you. to be there and support them and stuff like that. Now Erica gets to just sit there and watch shit that's happening and decide yeah. what she agrees with and decide what she takes issue with. Oh, no, with. she's eating popcorn. She's yeah. She's in the stalls now. And I like this. This is much more like the first season, Erica, when she first came and she just sat there watching these women going, this is insane. And we were like, it is, isn't it? Isn't it great? (laughs) Yeah. And no, it's a nice side of Erica. And and she does such kind of funny commentary on it as well. Yeah. So it's really enjoyable to see. And I also thought that the way she went and sat with Kyle afterwards was nice because she didn't go in to kind of stir Kyle up. Or to incite rage, she literally just went to sit with her in a kind of, I see you're upset and you're on your own. I'm here. Okay, I'm going to leave now, but if you need me, call me. 
Like she didn't throw such, she didn't say anything inflammatory. She didn't stir her up. She just went in, registered her support and left. I and abs- I was like, this is very mature. I absolutely loved how much Crystal was buzzing off Dorit, uh, not off Dorit, off uh, Sutton as well. Yeah. I mean, th- she generally, genuinely lost her shit, didn't she, when she was in that yeah. confessional, how much she was laughing. Yeah. It was like she was high in the confessional. Yeah, I know. It's like it hadn't worn off. It's like she'd gone home and said to her husband, we should try this. We need to do this with every meal. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is how you get a personality wrong. Yeah, she was absolutely loving it, wasn't she? And yeah. she quite rightly pointed out the discrepancy was between her walking out on the Las Vegas yeah. show the magic mic, but quite openly smoking a spliff at the table. <laughs> She was amazing. I was. There was so many good moments. Dorit's some distress when Denise had her jacket on upside down. Oh, that was my favorite. And Denise thought that she was making some kind of, you know, snide (laughs) comment. She was like, "Don't do this. Don't do this." And instead of reacting to it, Dorit was just literally like, "No, seriously, your jacket. No, but the jacket. All Dorit cares about is the fashion." She's like, "No, the jacket. Seriously, Denise, the jacket." This so reminded me of me being on the bus once. If I told you this. No. So I was on the bus. I'd just come back from being at the kids' high school. I think it had been like a, an assembly morning when they were at high school. And I'd taken my bus, my coat off the line. And I was sat on the bus coming home from the kids' high school. Mm-hmm. And there was some older kids on the bus and they were proper staring at me. <laughs> and I was like really not in the mood and I was giving them mum eyes like laser eyes like don't laugh at me why are you giggling like if he's gonna laugh at me you're gonna get a mouthful of mum and you won't you won't like it (laughs) mouthful of (laughs) mum I'm 38 years old that's still frightening (laughs) yeah and you're not gonna like it so I, I suggest you stop giggling and just get on with whatever you're doing yeah and I got off the bus and I was quite kind of arrogantly walked off the bus and got home only to realize that I had two pegs in the shoulders of my jacket (laughs) (laughs) and I've been to an assembly oh god nobody had told me I wasn't even high Naomi I wasn't even high I know so I so related to that moment where I was like even if somebody wanted to help me I wouldn't have allowed them yeah. Because I'm just if, a dick. No, but when somebody says, you know, you've got pegs on your shoulders, you're like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Thanks. They're my pegs. <laughs> Keep them where I, I want. I meant to do that. <laughs> um, oh, my Lord. And then I, Denise, um, so then we had, so then we had, so, oh, gosh, as well, that pause, that awkward pause where Dorit is stood in the kitchen. Everybody is absolutely silent. Well, they're having the side chat with is Erica is is with um, Kyle. Yeah. And they're just stood in the kitchen and nobody is speaking. <laughs> nobody. That could have gone on They're for, all high. They're all kind of staring at the walls. They were all staring. <laughs> and she kind of goes, well, we probably should go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go home, sleep it off, honeys. God bless them. Best dinner party ever. Maybe not the best. It was good. It felt like a return to form. I felt like bravo, bravo. Clap, 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 clap. 
I do, I, do you know who disappointed me a little bit? Who? Camille. Camille. She could have brought more to the party. I would have liked Camille supporting Denise a little bit or, you know, just... You know, she's just going home to some hot guy who's got a motorbike. I think she's in a happy place in her life now, so we don't get the same... She's no longer with Kelsey Grammer. Ugh. Well done, her. <laughs> Dodging a I bullet. know. I can't watch Fraser in the same way. I was flicking through Netflix this afternoon and he was on a Christmas film. And I just thought, no, I can't do it. You, I just you... know there was somebody in that apartment saying they were Mrs. Grammar and it wasn't Camille. And that's exactly never going to be okay. That. It's you, never going to be okay. It's never. He's ruined. She's, he's ruined it forever. Your comic timing is worth nothing now, Kelsey. Nothing. 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 Some things can't be forgiven. So then we went on and they played pickleball again. Am I destined? Am I going to watch? spend the rest of my life watching middle-aged Bravo celebrities play <laughs> yeah. fucking pickleball? Which is just... What is the obsession? It's just big table tennis. Yeah, either play it's table small, tennis or play tennis. It's small tennis or big table tennis. Pickleball, even the name is stupid. It means nothing. It's it's awful. It started with in Vanderpump rules and it needs to end here. Bloody Randall Emmett ball. None of this. None of it. It's for old people. It's boring. And it's not made me warm to the new girl, Anne-Marie, at all. Any? Oh, God, no. Sorry. I, I'm, I try and stay open-minded. She's thirsty. She's needy. She's thirsty and she's, trying, she's coming way too hard I on Kyle's like side. I don't like a needy friend. It doesn't work. We've seen this before. We saw it when Dana tried to come in. We saw it when... Um, Dee Camille's friend, tried to come in. It doesn't work. Faye Resnick, it doesn't see, work. She's all over, isn't she? She's right up her yeah. backside. And then when she was doing all that expert, I, I do it sometimes and I don't like it in myself. You know where you, you've got like, oh, well, that's my specialist subject actually because I'm, I'm, I'm an anaesthetist. How are you, Anne-Marie? Right. She's an anaesthetic nurse, right? Admirable. Good job. Good for her. Yes, However, clap, clap. she doesn't understand. She thinks that because all food gets chewed up because it goes in the esophagus, that there can't possibly ever be any esophageal problems with swallowing. Go back to medical school, Anne-Marie. <laughs> yeah, totally that. Before and you stand, on, before you stand on national you know, TV telling people do that they don't know, have the conditions are, they have. There are sphincters in more parts of the body than just one. So what you've said is not a funny joke, Kyle. It's like oh. sphincters are funny. Just, just sphincters. I are. will die on that hill. The day sphincters stop being funny, yeah, is the day I don't want to live. Totally. Do you think we'd get away with working in comedy clubs if you couldn't tell a good sphincter joke now and yeah. again? It's also the day you and I lose half our material. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good ten minutes on. Shut sphincters. up, Anne Marie. We need sphincters. <laughs> <laughs> we need sphincters. We need things that. Open and close. I'm never going to get on the property ladder without sphincters. <laughs> you know, we didn't have holes. We'd be bloody begging in doorways. <laughs> so then, um, <coughs> excuse me. Then we went to Dorit, uh, wanting to homeschool her kids. Oh, well, and I, I really enjoyed schooling. Anyway, yeah. Go on. Why? Because anyone I've ever met that's homeschooled, oh, just making myself unpopular on this podcast. Anyone who I've ever met who's homeschooled a child is a neurotic parent. Yeah. They are. 
They're I can't argue with that. Right. Okay. And but also, hey, oh, but also so, we don't want to generalize. So if you have homeschooled your child and you're not a complete prick, do get in touch. Yeah. Do <laughs> get in touch. We're happy to hear from you. But also it's a class thing, right? So yeah, it's definitely a class thing. So if you're working class, you homeschool your par- child, generally what they'll do is they'll send a social worker around to ask you why you're keeping your child off school and, and you'll probably end up in some kind of trouble. But if you're middle class and you feed them tofu, they'll allow you to get away with it. Yeah. So I feel like it's a double standard with homeschooling. There you go. Hugo and Jocasta's School of Kale. Yeah, Jocasta's School of Kale, you're allowed to do it. So there's my politics to the podcast. Let's move along. Um, my favourite bit was, though, that uh, there was a great clip of the homeschool tutor and he was showing them uh, that, quote, b- uh, covers are one of the most important parts of the book. And I was like, is, is this adult literally teaching these children to judge a book by its cover? Yeah. <laughs> this is so insane. <laughs> Dorit, so well spotted. save your money, Dorit. Send yeah. them to, ch- there's free schools out there, Dorit. Like, yeah. don't worry. Like, they're two years apart. They shouldn't be learning the same things at the same I, time. I, uh- <laughs> I love that. And yeah, so accurate. Also, it's the most I've ever loved PK. He was so articulate. And very patient. He told made, her. Made his feelings very clear, but yeah. also wasn't wasn't completely dismissive, but did kind of lay down the line of this is going far enough. And I believe And the him. children's education and their socialising. Yep comes first because that's the truth of the matter is it's not it's not about getting educated at home it's about being in the world it's about socializing learning to share with people compromise with people get along with people learning how to negotiate social situations the school that they will be attending in beverly hills is not going to be like a rough east end school in london he just wants them to get a bit of socialization. Yeah. They're and not. the school and the kids they will be socializing with will be 90210 kids, you know? It's not the big bad world. Yes. So he's already compromising by sending them to a fee-paying school with the Beverly Hills elite. He will not be yeah. wanting to compromise even further by just having them stuck in a room like they're in some kind of victorian novel it's not fair on them it's not fair on them and i thought he was completely accurate but it did give weight to the theory that she was actually held at gunpoint and i felt bad and i had a lot of empathy for her yes and i was like no you're wrong garcelle it happened yeah that is a woman who is experiencing real trauma and all her behaviour speaks to that. I hope she's getting the proper therapy and, and help and tools and resources that she needs. Because it's a genuinely bad, bad thing to happen. And it can, it can impact on your marriage and it can impact on your children. So I hope I really she's hope being looked after. She is getting the help that she needs. Because you, you can tell, in yeah, it, it might on the surface feel a little bit irritating some of the stuff that she's doing and she was definitely naughty at that party but things like homeschooling your children that those are extreme reactions to what must have been something that I can't imagine ever having to 
go through. So Well, she she was targeted and by proxy her kids were targeted. So it's not a stretch if you've got an anxious, irrational brain yeah. to worry about your children leaving the house every day and going somewhere where people are going to know that's where they're going every day, seven hours a day, they'll be there. Yeah. It's it's not a stretch to be anxious about and that. And in America, you have the added thing of you don't know because of the gun laws, you don't well, know. Well, this is true. Gun, like Schools in America, sadly, are not very safe places. Well, they're not is, what they are here anyway. Which so, is insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Anyway, so, it makes me uncomfortable nice when one. we're sincere. <laughs> <laughs> when did we go down this rabbit supposed hole? supposed to be ripping these women apart, not feeling for them. <laughs> well done, PK. We hope we get better soon, Dorit. It was lovely. It was lovely to see Mikey with Erica. Yes. Big fan of Mikey. Pat the Puss. Yes. Pat always, the puss. always adored him. Always thought he was fabulous. I did think it was sad that Erica said the only time that she is ever present. present in her life is when she's on stage. And this is so sad if you remember that when she is on stage, <laughs> she is miming. <laughs> I, I know. I'm laughing, though, because I kind of feel like that's the only time I ever feel present. <laughs> but you're not miming. <laughs> I'm just swearing at drunk people. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. This is so, how we communicate. Yeah, but I, I did sort of relate. I was like, yeah, it's very meditative being on stage. It is. It's a bit of therapy. It's a bit of escapism. So well, also, good, that good the only thing, the only thing you back. can worry about is when you're going to next pat your puss. You can't. Exactly. You can't be thinking about, do I have to give these earrings back? No, exactly. Oh, God, I'm his, having to drive a brand new Range Rover. Can he keep his dick up? Yeah. I mean, all those problems just ebb away and you just got to pat the puss. By the way, just for time. the purposes of this podcast being listened to my by to by my husband that is a reference to her ex-husband who's very old my love not a reference to you oh that's sweet that you feel the need to <laughs> well he does occasionally listen and if he just tunes in on that bit it's gonna it's gonna think i'm talking about our private life but it was lovely to see mikey and i'll tell you who else it was nice to see kim kim she who's, seems happy. Who stopped using Botox? Well done, Kim. She, and she looks fabulous and she looks she happy. She looks like a normally aged woman. And I actually think her paintings are really nice. <laughs> I did like, think that was signs. I mean, I was fighting with the dog for furniture to chew through lockdown. So I totally relate to the idea of just starting <laughs> to randomly draw on the walls with crayons i thought I it was kind of sweet when she said i i said to paris as in paris hilton with all the money in the world at her <clears> disposal <throat> if she wants me to draw something for the baby's nursery and i was like oh honey too far too, too far. far no these these drawings are for you and your house in lockdown they're not no <laughs> did you see them i thought they were really nice yeah you 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 can't even take the patronizing edge out of your voice there I you should be a it. You should be a nursery school teacher, Naomi. I thought, th I thought they were really sweet. They were not. They were wonky. <laughs> that one of those tigers looked like it was <laughs> malformed. There was a lot of like feral animal action, wasn't there? Yeah, I, they were. Like, I thought it was really nice. They looked like a sort of seven-year-old attempt. Yeah, but a happy seven-year-old. We, all we've ever wanted is to see him balanced but, and happy. But you know, the, what went through my mind is <laughs> a producer had said to her, oh, that's lovely, Kim. You've drawn with crayons on your wall. 
would you let us come into your house and take a few shots of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. Do you want to put those on the television for the world to see? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> oh, God. Don't. It upsets me. <laughs> I know. Like, I drew a picture of my husband in lockdown. Like, I've drew a picture of him and it, it bears what I would call a passing resemblance. You know, a little bit like one of the, those cartoons that they do on the left bank. Yes. <laughs> Not flattering. Not good. Not good. Like, my, my husband's got a slightly jutting out chin, and in this particular homage to him, he Is looks... Is he Reese Witherspoon? Yes, he looks like Reese Witherspoon. Now, he... I'm not inviting anyone in to put them on the wall. I'm not. I'm not featuring them them in my next Edinburgh show. <laughs> she's I mean, lost I think perspective. She she's not been out for two years. By the way, we we are it finished. Just, just to anyone listening, we we are. I am going to get hold of that picture of Nina's husband and share it on our socials. <laughs> <laughs> no way to, she's getting away ne- with that. Next to the picture of his real face, we should yeah, do that. Actually. That's absolutely it's very bad. It's absolutely coming. He did one of me. I, that that Grace and Perry has got a lot to answer for. That's all mm. I can say. Grace mm. and Perry, who will never listen to this podcast, why did you tell a whole nation they could do art? They can't. Yeah, some it's people, caused a lot of damage. Some people can't do art and some people can't sing. And we'll get to Julia in a bit. Well, it's time to go to Miami. Let's, Let's go, to, go Miami. to Miami. I thought Martina's response was absolutely delightful. I'm being so heartfelt this this week. Well, I'm really yeah. trying to find nice moments. Well, you know, th- they called it the it was Farmer of sweet. the Opera, which I thought was a very witty, <laughs> very, very witty title for the uh, episode because we saw it, didn't we, scrubbing a donkey's ass whilst practising, yeah. which I thought was cruelty to donkeys in a scale hitherto unseen. Yeah, both at once is too much. I don't know if they auto-tuned it, but the actual performance wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. They didn't auto-tune it. It was pretty bad, but it was definitely better than it. And I thought it was very sweet how the guy was holding her hand. Yeah. Oh, Oh, God. Oh, my God. But I did think it was genuinely... Like, she obviously knows her wife better than we do. Surprise, surprise. And it was obviously perfectly judged. Martina was very pleased and very touched. I am not having, (laughs) like, I am fuming about this. When she sat her down, and Martina, very graciously, she's a woman of absolute grace, said, I love you. That's so nice. And she said, can I just say, you know, when you were having that last chemo treatment and you said that I ignored it, it was just because I was practicing all this. I hadn't forgotten. Yes, you had. And you can see see Martina going, yeah, you you did forget, but let's not bring that up now. We're having a nice moment. Yeah, she (laughs) definitely had forgotten. Don't, don't revise history. No, that was, she was like, reverse engineer. See, I'm not a bad wife. I didn't forget about your chemo. I mean, I did, but because I was trying to do something nice for you. Yeah, slash me. I hadn't forgotten. I hadn't forgotten. I was doing this. See, see, see. Now, my husband, right? I hope he doesn't tune on this. Tune in on this bit because when we, he occasionally does that, where we have an argument, and he's such a perfectionist, he never wants to upset me, 
And then occasionally he will do that and he'll go, see, see, I hadn't been doing that because I've been doing this. And I'm going, just own it. Just own it. Just say. So much needing to own stuff in the housewives in general, isn't there? Oh, in Miami. Oh, my They're God. Just, oh, well, I mean, let's talk about Larsa. Dear God, just say, I, I messed up and I am so sorry. That's all she had to do. What is the doubling down and why is everybody else supporting the doubling down? At one point she said, I was trying to do you a favour. What? I felt gaslit. She was trying to do you a favour by... The gaslighting was insane. And then um, I think it was uh, Adriana said to her, oh, she was more angry at you. And Lars went, because I care. It's like, you're insane. If you actually believe this narrative, you're a sociopath. Like, yeah. this is scary. And Lisa sitting there saying, <sighs> you know what? She was doing it from the goodness of her heart. No, she, no, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. She was gossiping with her cancer diagnosis. Yeah. It's unforgivable. When you get diagnosed with cancer, you are so, I, I imagine, so little is in your control. One yeah. thing you're in control of is how you choose to broach it, how you choose to deal yeah. with it. And if you're in the public eye, like Gertie, how you choose to broadcast it to the world. If you choose to broadcast it to the world, it's unforgivable. All she needed to say was, I am so sorry. I, I think I was just, it was a lot of information and I wanted to share it with someone because yeah. I was upset and I messed up and I'm so sorry. I'm and, so sorry. And can we and, roll- and Gertie would forgive it because Gertie has bigger things to worry about. Absolutely. And can we just roll the tape? You started sharing that information with, I've had such a stressful day. Mm-hmm. And no point was any of it about Gertie. It was about her. Absolutely. It was and then her. she even tried to gaslight her by saying, you never said I couldn't tell anyone. Uh-huh. It's I the joy. The joy of the show, though, for reunion. anybody who's ever been gaslit, that you then get to have the editors put the footage in. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, I want this in real life now. I've watched too much Housewives that I'm yeah. like, play the footage, play yeah. the footage. <laughs> I know. When, when I'm arguing with arguing. someone, you know? Yeah. Can we just roll like, the tape? Ah, where's Andy? Tell Andy to play the footage. <laughs> yeah. Can we roll the tape? I want a reunion at the end of every 12 weeks. Yeah. With everybody. Sits yeah. on that stage and apologizes. <laughs> yeah. To me for my wrongdoings. Can I also point out again, I'm doing it, I'm going to do it to you again. Who got it? Ariana got it. Ariana she did. understood. Credit. Credit works Credit due. to Ariana. She understood. The only other person that understood as well when she was in the room, who was it near the end? They had a little chat with Kiki got it. Oh, yeah. Kiki would always get it. God, Kiki I love Kiki. Understood. She was at it again, wasn't she? With Yeah, more, more sexual oversharing from Kiki, which I just <laughs> love because it's, it's just so unsexy. <laughs> She's a very beautiful, sexy woman, but when she talks about sex, it's like she's talking about the slide at Jumble Tumble. It's Too so weird. Too much info, Kiki. Amazing. Big um, fan of hers. So what else was going on? Yeah, there was this slight, um, not slight because I don't want to qualify it. I think there was homophobia coming from Alexia. With the room sharing? Yeah. Do you think it was homophobia? Yeah. Because I, I think she just didn't want to share a room with her. No, I have seen this happen before with her where I think she's asked her before and she's talked about this having to ask permission because Alexia is so full of herself mm-hmm. that she believes that 
there's a chance that she will Julia come on to her. wouldn't be able to keep her hands off her. She would, and it's that old, it's that old homophobic trope, isn't it? Oh, there's a gay in the room. I have to keep my back to the wall. It, it, yeah, it, it's a homophobic trope. I think it is homophobia. I didn't, I didn't like it. I think at best, made me uncomfortable. Best case scenario, she didn't want to share a room with her and didn't have the balls to say it. Yeah, I think that's a very generous reading of it. It is a very generous reading, I Because think. I think Alexia holds attitudes and values that are a bit unpleasant. I think scratch mm. beneath the surface, surface, and I don't think she's a particular, particularly pleasant person. I've always found it a dichotomy with her because I really admire how she cares for her son, Frankie. Yeah. And I find her very admirable as a mother in that way because that's a huge change and and you know life-altering undertaking for the rest of her life absolutely and i think she does that very very well but then when she particularly when she's in a fight she like i was saying about carl she goes low oh she does go low she she's i don't think she's intelligent enough to back herself up no so she'll just go bitchy instead she goes bitchy she goes mean girl she goes Mm -hmm. for ariana very quickly Mm -hmm. she we've seen that in the sprinter van i think it was a couple of weeks ago she she curates an image of being perfect and wealthy Mm -hmm. she's very materialistic she calls herself the miami doll she wants to be the head housewife she thinks she's the top girl yeah the saving grace is frankie i absolutely agree but i think she holds values that mm, i'm not sure about i i've never warmed to her i think there's a coldness to her and i think there's a there's an edge to her if it wasn't a homophobic thing she did herself no favors but by essentially framing it as a homophobic thing yeah if if it was that she just didn't want to share with her she should have just said oh i always share with marisol and well, you know why, I'm gonna share why with marisol. not say that this why weird not, why for- would you say ask for permission well permission. i thought the first time i thought it was a flirty thing because julia said when they were at the farm julia said um oh well uh, are we also oh, are we going to share a room and she mm. did it in a kind of you know what's going to happen yeah jokey sexy way on a previous series yeah, and the and Alexia said, "Oh, I'd have to ask Tom uh, Todd for permission." Oh, oh, oh. And I was like, "Okay, they're playing a little thing." But then when they're in the in the clothing shop, mm-hmm. so I I need to ask Todd for permission. And I'm like, "Eh, yeah." Well, I think she does need to ask Todd for permission. Where she thinks like, so if it was a man, I think she would be saying, "If it was a, you know, she'll be she'll be putting her in the same category as having to share with with a man." Yeah, and I think that's what she i think that's where she's the angle she's taken yeah, and like it, ariana it definitely said, leaves a bad taste doesn't it It does leave a bad taste and like ariana said you know she's my friend i've not got any issues sharing with her so i think there was something pretty unpleasant about it and i think the reason they're covering it is because there's there's some kind of subtext going there's on there's a context to that So it'd be interesting to see where they go with it, if they carry on following that or whether that's just left hanging. Yeah. And whether it'll be talked about. I think they're going to pursue that because Julia doesn't tend to let things go. There's enough in it for Julia to feel uncomfortable. So it'll be interesting to see whether they do anything with it. 
At the very least, it's rude. At the worst, it's homophobic. And it implies yeah. something unpleasant, you know? It's a bit of a microaggression, I think, at the, the least. Yes, yes, it's definitely that, yeah. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. But, but that will be interesting to see how, because I think how Alexia defends that will reveal what the actual issue was. Yeah. I think she, if she defends it and she's clear cut about it then yeah. it can be put to bed but i think knowing alexia she'll start flying off the handle and saying weird things and we'll all be like oh so that was what it was yeah <laughs> because alexia won't have like you say she won't have the blooming intellect to 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 be Explain able to herself. process yeah why that would be offensive yeah because she's not great at that no she's not at all she's she's definitely doesn't doesn't think things through so but that Miami's looking promising. I think next next week's going to be fun with them all uh, in Bermudas together. I think that's going to be promising. Yeah, that was. It look, it's looking good, isn't it? So where are we going it's to next? Salt Lake them. City. Let's go to Salt Lake. So Salt Lake City again. We were. Oh, it was getting quite nasty. Yeah, I thought Salt Lake City by the end of this episode. Meredith kept trying to derail it with her need for a bath, but. Um... <laughs> Like, honey, nobody cares. Nobody gives thought... the slightest of shits. Like, just move on. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was laughing a lot at this episode because Meredith had clearly just taken too many sleeping pills. That's yes, what had exactly. Gone on, on the exactly. plane, hadn't she? It's yeah. like, Meredith, everybody else took one. You took two. Um, It wasn't a medical emergency. No. You just needed to sleep it off. Yes, but now you feel crap and it's everybody else's fault. Oh, and she does everything like a lawyer, doesn't she? So instead of just yeah. saying her feelings, she just tries to elicit what she needs to hear, what she wants you to say. Everything's a cross-examination. Yeah. So who here has a bath? <laughs> they all just put their hands up. <laughs> so. Well, like, all of us, Meredith. Yeah. You were you were too high to pick out a room with a bath, so we yeah. all did it first. Yeah. Sorry, she's got such a way of cross-examining people, and then they are so Mormon they can't lie. They're just like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. guilt and shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, sh so Whitney is still clearly suffering from the loss of a friend who died of cancer. Yes, and that was clear from the beginning of the episode yeah because she was quite you could see she was quite churned up when she was speaking to her husband wasn't she yeah she's you know it's probably not she's the best time to be taking a, a trip to be brave face on it isn't she, she is she's giving it her best bless her and lisa again that... just climb down and say sorry just own it and say sorry and, it, and everyone can forget it and move on but then, oh my God. by the end of the episode, we had this very, and I wondered for a while, because every time I'm watching them, I'm going, Whitney and Heather still aren't close. They're still not close. There's still that beef has not been aired between uh, yeah. Whitney and Heather. Like, they've never been the same since their big fallout. And, oh, the triangulation that's going on mm -hmm. between the, the three of them, between Whitney, Heather, and uh, Lisa. Mm -hmm. So Heather had stirred the pot mm -hmm. 
with Lisa and said, oh, she's been saying that you need a personality change and she's been helping you to change your personality. I mean, yeah. that's a horrific thing to say to someone, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's And it's really... After Whitney's friends just died. Yeah. Like, don't don't set someone up to come for her when she's grieving something so awful. And also, like, why is it so damaging or threatening to you that these two have a friendship? And she sh- totally, Heather, I think, completely showed her hand. Because Whitney she was... She did, didn't she? Whitney I was quite was stunned all by over it, wasn't she? She said, mm-hmm. why have you done that? You've done that to interfere with my friendship with Lisa. This yep. is fuck all to do with you. Yep. Step out of it. And then told her, basically, to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. We're going to need more bleeps. What? <laughs> so, this whole episode, so... <laughs> she was she was on it Whitney was on it she's not behind the door she's fast yeah and then Heather just couldn't she was seething with rage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heather was ready to go at Whitney yeah because she d- it's like we're friends we're friends we're friends but you drop one thing against me and I'm coming both barrels and you know? she I think Heather's played it badly I think Heather mm-hmm. is, is, has not got what she wanted out of stirring the pot. And now the gloves are off between Absolutely. those two. So that's going to be great next week. That's going to be fascinating I episode, think that's I think. where we're going with those Because two. we're going to really uh, dig up. So, like Lisa's, Lisa's beef with Whitney is going to be old news, I think. Absolutely. And I think really is, the main We've got to two, the crux of the of the matter here, which is Whitney and Heather. Whitney and Heather, they're, they're, the, they're the Goliaths of, of this um this series and this franchise and I think it's those two that we're going to see go head to head and I think that's what's been bubbling under the surface for a while and I've always liked Heather but I think there's another side to Heather and we're gonna we're gonna see it again and she's maybe I'm sorry to use the Kyle analogy but I think she's the main puppet master Heather yes I think you're right so we're going to see that. I think she pulls the strings, yeah. So On a side note, I want everybody uh, who listens to this podcast, and we appreciate you all, to know that if next week uh, when the new episode comes out of Salt Lake City, Angie is wearing those pink sunglasses again, I just want you all to know that I will have walked into the sea. I cannot stand <laughs> I those stand sunglasses. Them. What are they? Who were they for? Why does she wear them again and again and again? Why? They're not so much sunglasses as visors for skin. I'm, ups- I'm upset by it, Nina. Why? She's got such a gorgeous face. And Why the- would somebody sell these to her? And then she puts them on and leaves the house and nobody says, oh, honey, no, you can't go out like that. Like, what? why? But it's, gone, it's gone beyond fashion victim to a whole other world of of stage costume wear. I feel like even Lady Gaga in her more experimental yeah. phase of wearing meat oh, dresses. These aren't even art pop for Lady have, Gaga, no. Would have said no to this. This is absolutely outrageous. And I, I it feels aggressive. It I feels feel like, like she's like coming for me. It maybe feels personal. If she is part of the Greek mafia this is a disguise. Oh, really excited to pursue that storyline. <laughs> I am so up for the Greek mafia. I am here to be educated on the Greek mafia, man. Yeah, like, yes, me bring too. It. But maybe everybody Mormons in... and the Greek mafia together at last. Maybe it's a nod <laughs> to the Greek mafia. Maybe everybody in the Greek mafia wears them. 
I don't know who wears them. I don't know who they were made for. I don't. I don't understand. I don't like things. I don't understand. Well, Nina. To be fair, Whitney was wearing something equally spacey. That when the two of them were trying to have that conversation, I couldn't concentrate. I can't because I don't you like could it. actually see the reflection of the horrible glasses in Whitney's glasses at one point. It was t- there was too much going on. And you know what? I've actually been generous about it because she wore them in one of the first episodes, one of the earliest episodes of the season. And I thought, oh, wow, those are hideous. But housewives do that sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I thought, that's okay. We won't see them again. And she keeps bringing them out. Why? It feels per- it feels like a personal attack. I oh, know. Like, why is she doing this to me? Who do I write to? Nobody's getting behind that aesthetic. How do I get an injunction against those sunglasses appearing on my try, television? We could try, Naomi. We can try. Let's I put need something... Andy to blur them out or something. Let's They're offensive. Put... <laughs> we'll put something on, on the socials to see if we can't start a campaign, maybe. I don't like it. Between that and Marisha saying love bean, it's getting really hard yeah, okay. to get through the week. Maybe we could start a little campaign for you. Because it I might do... have been the COVID again. It might have been yeah. I was a bit emotional from the yeah, COVID. I can but... see you're still a bit emotional about this. I don't understand it, Nina. I don't like I things don't, I don't I understand. Know, I know. They don't make sense. They don't make sense, Nina. No, they don't. It's like a full... I feel like what it's giving me is, you know, when we went through COVID and people couldn't stand yeah, covering like their faces. S- exactly. It's like a full visor, isn't it? Yeah. In pink. It's so awful. Maybe it's because... That it intensifies the pink poofs on her poodle's feet. I don't. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Because even she talk likes about her world to week. be pink, doesn't she? So just maybe it intensifies the pinkness of her world. I just. I can't. I just, if they're here next week, I'm walking into the sea. Okay. That's the end. That's allowed. That's the end of everything. We do have to start a campaign. And I want, I it, on, I want it on my tombstone. Okay. <laughs> that, right. that was what pushed me over the edge. Yeah, that was what pushed you over the edge. Bless you. No more. No more pink. No more pink visors, Ange. No, please. Okay, for the sake of Naomi. That's right. We're going to take you out of Salt Lake City now. Okay, good. Thank you. Have a glass of wine. Have a drink. (sighs) Yeah, I will. Thanks. Have a little drink. A little drink. We're calling you Sutton next. We forgot to mention (laughs) that. We forgot to mention they that's what's happening next week's Beverly Hills. Sutton's going to go bonkers about being called a a So excited. So excited. See, that snapped you out of it. Yeah. I know how to bring That's you out what of I your little for. moods. That I understand. See, I know. That no, makes I, sense to I me. I feel like I'm becoming intimately acquainted with, with how to snap you out of it. You understand you are my therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. I'm just getting away with not paying you because we're doing a podcast. Doing a podcast. <laughs> Bunny ears. So here we are in Potomac. Right. What was going on in Potomac? I My like goodness. you explaining Potomac to me. Yeah, so Potomac was, was um, they were still getting ready to go to, they were going to weird Texas, Austin, keep Austin weird. So from what I can gather, Austin has a thriving gay community and they um, do, they were going to see the drag queens, which sounds like a lot of fun. I'm aware and of that. They were going to a hotel and we had the normal, oh, what is the room dash about? 
it's a, it's, every franchise. It's a scene that never grows old, doesn't it? I mean, it's never been as bad as Ramona and Sonia. No, they can't top that. They cannot top been a the most Ramona childish. Sonia room dash, can they? No. But they, they had to go. I mean, yeah. I mean, we had two this week. We had the Meredith one in, not getting a bathtub. Yeah, we had Meredith, which was slightly better than the one that happened in Potomac. Um. What am I looking at? So we had Apra Pickle. So we're still talking basically about the NECA fight oh, with yeah. Wendy. Right. That was the main meat of it, mm-hmm. where they were in the hotel and there was a little sort of area near the pool where they were sort of set up to everybody to get their beef sorted out. But also amongst that, Mia had quite an upsetting scene last week where she'd been to marriage guidance with Gordy, mm-hmm. her husband, and Mia's, she'd filed, almost filed for divorce. They're not in a great place whatsoever. Aww. I really like Mia. Yeah. He's he'd gone hard on trying to save his business. He'd not been able to do it. They'd um, had an attorney that I think's also a family member. He'd taken some money from them, and they'd had him disbarred. And that attorney completed suicide. Oh wow! Yeah, and Mia's absolutely broken over it. And jeez. And if you remember last series, well, you won't, but last series, um, it might have been the series before, the same thing had happened to a family member of Robin's over money as well. Oh, God. So she's not in a good place at all. And as a consequence of that, her marriage is on the rocks. Right. So she's feeling delicate. So they're all round the pool having this little chat. It turns out nobody's talking to Candice. Candice is the singer that goes on tour. I know Candice, yeah. Yeah, nobody's talking to her. So I was trying to rack up who was not talking to her. So um, Giselle's not talking to her. So Karen Huger was trying to broker their friendship. They basically said quite plainly, neither of them want to have a conversation with each other. Um, so Robin's not talking to her. Ashley's not talking to her. I'm quite worried for her place on the franchise as it goes now. Yeah. Because she's either on tour and when she is with the girls, nobody's talking to her. She's got very few, few allies left now. So the other thing that was going on was trying to sort out what on earth is going on between Necker and Wendy. Yeah. So, oh, people started pulling out receipts. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Wendy uh, was trying to prove, like, oh, God, it was so dull. Even Bravo <laughs> started putting up, like, stuff to illustrate how confusing it was. Wendy was trying to pull out receipts about dates, times. She was trying to say that um, 
Necker had phoned from different phone lines. It was more confusing than the O.J. Simpson trial. Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, so, but what we did establish really, really importantly, one of the receipts, and I thought it was so unfair on Mia, that Wendy read out was my, Wendy's mother had prayed against. Right. Mia. Mia, Okay. On a previous occasion, Ooh. on a tweet. Oh. Where she was going on about the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ. They're all very messy on their tweets, aren't they? The tweets yeah, always Yeah, Holy back Ghost, to Jesus them. Christ should not, should not back her. And she read it out. And she was trying to use that in her own defence. Oh, God. <laughs> you know it's bad <laughs> when you're trying to use that in your own defence. <laughs> Oh, she was like, but that's not a shrine. Yeah, but it, it doesn't sound great. No. And then doesn't sound good. Necker it's not also, positive. Necker also um, tried to call Wendy out and say, and your friend Lebby, Lebby, um, who you say didn't phone me or didn't phone my sister-in-law, I've lost track, didn't say all these things. And Wendy was saying, well, she's not my friend. She's not my friend. And again, we had the tape. The tape was rolled. You're saying you have nothing to do with her. Yeah, I'm saying I have nothing to do with her. When then we were shown Wendy speaking to her at her christening and citing her in front of the whole congregation as a person she wanted her daughter to grow up like. Mm. So Wendy's caught yeah. like a puppy next to a pile of poo. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big fat liar. If none of that made sense, I am so sorry. It was so... I was following. <laughs> it was so difficult to follow. Even Bravo was struggling. <laughs> Wendy was just baffling us with bullshit. Everybody else in their confessionals was going, we fucking no clue what's going on here. <laughs> we were all staring at the screen, waiting for it to end. But essentially what we've discovered is that Wendy is banged to rights over all of this. Wendy did not want Paul Necker to join the cast. Right. And Wendy's family has got behind her. And all I can really feel sorry for Wendy is that, you know, when your family's just done something indefensible. Yes. But you're just doing your yeah. utmost to try and defend it. Yes, yes. I think this is where Wendy is coming from. Oh, dear. So poor Wendy's just got this absolutely outrageous family that just cannot be controlled. They're yeah. just wild. And she's just doing her best in the face of, it's like Donald Trump at an indictment. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. She's just doing her best to, it's like watching the COVID inquiry. She's just doing her best to mop up the shit despite, so much evidence against her. She's got yeah. no chance, but she's probably doing it through family loyalty and yeah. love. Misplaced. Uh, so what yeah. we have to give her is some empathy that she's probably not a bad person. But yeah. Her back's no, against the wall sort of thing. Her back is so far against the wall, but she's <sighs> starting to look like an absolute idiot. Oh, God. And she's got four degrees. <laughs> So we know that can't be the case. 
<laughs> I always hate having to explain what's going on in that franchise because I am catching up. I'm not far it's behind. So I'm catching up. I'm getting there. I'll Is get it, like there. they they have picked like. Do you know when the producers are sitting around in the big room with the whiteboard going, <laughs> which narrative should we pick? I feel like with this one, they're all sitting there going, oh, why did we go for this one? Right, yeah. This was a mistake. We've we gone down the rabbit gone, hole. We should have just gone with Robin and Wan's affair. Mm-hmm. And now we've gone with war and peace. Oh, God. Nobody can follow this. Nobody can follow that. So... So, yeah, that's where we are with the whole franchise. We're, we're, we're up to date. I I feel very sad for the whole Mia and Gordy thing. That That's looking like that marriage is, is under a lot of genuine pressure and stress. Yeah. But um, apart from that, what do you think um, worst outfit of the week was? Worst outfit of the week uh, was Angie's sunglasses. Um, of, of course. <laughs> Why did it even ask that? I cannot believe you'd ask me. I did enjoy Julia's, um, what did they call it? Gone with the wind meets. Yeah. So it was, bless her. her. Having her little makeover with Alexia was kind of sweet. That was cute. I was not loving. Did you look at Merit? Now, I'm not a particular kind of woman. Like, you know, I'm sat in my pajamas. Mm hmm. But in a confessional, I would sit in pyjamas. But did you notice that Meredith was wearing um, rubber in her confessionals? Oh, yeah. And it had finger marks on it? Uh, I didn't notice the finger marks. It had marks. finger marks on it. And I just thought Erica would not be seen. Erica Jane would never. Never. She'd be oiled up. Yeah. She'd had oiled rubber. You don't have finger marks on rubber. That's outrageous. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's uncouth. It's uncouth. That was, it kept. I kept wanting to. You know when you think it's your screen. Yeah. I kept rubbing my screen. I'm going. No, it's her. She's got rubbery finger marks on her rubber. <laughs> Stop it. Best dressed. Best dressed. Probably Denise Richards with the upside down jacket. <sighs> That cannot go best dressed. That cannot Come go Come on, best she's, re- she's rewriting the rules of fashion. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> best dressed. Um, I liked Whitney at the beach in her yeah, Whitney traffic good. cone bright orange. Yeah, she looked good, didn't she? I thought that was fun. Enjoyed yeah, that. I'm, trying to, I'm still quite obsessed with Erica in a confessional. I cannot take my eyes off that. I know. It's, it's still topping the absolute charts for me, that. Yeah. That is, that is a, that's iconic. It's iconic. We'll give her that. We'll yeah. give her that. But, you know, we'd be interested to know what you all think about yes. the best and worst dressed. As always, give us a follow on all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets and get We are absolutely loving it. My, I'm really looking forward to Real Housewives in Beverly Hills next week. I think that's going to be a corker. I am looking forward to Salt Lake City because I think that's going to be a corker. Not sure what's happening with the other two. We shall see. They are my top watches for next week. Definitely. I think uh, I think a, a, a trip, a cast trip always leads to trouble. So yeah. I think we've got a, a few good ones coming out there. Have you got but, anything um, exciting planned? Myself, nothing. Nothing? Recovery? Just recovery. Yeah. Edging, edging my way, tiptoeing my way back out into the world, if it oh, will have me. I think it will. I think you'll be okay. 
But we love doing this, guys. We love having a safe space. And it's we so don't. fun talking to you all. All we would say is, in order for us to continue this safe space podcast for free, if if you wouldn't mind, perhaps you might leave, a, leave us a five-star rating on, on the podcast apps. Five-star ratings allow five people stars. to find us. And, and then we can find more people just like us. Who are addicted to the lives of women we will never meet. And we can clutch each other as we sink in our dirty pool of desperation and misery and resentment. Absolutely. Like feminists. Yes. We have been the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Podcast. Thank you for having us. We'll see you next week. See you next week. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth. <laughs>